You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE. I'm Ant. I'm Dan. And you are checking out our Monday Night Raw, April 19th, 2021 recap. You just heard Youth of a Nation, which is my official Monday Night Raw theme song. Before we jump into Raw, I want to thank you all for checking us out. There's a couple of comments I want to make about some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. And just some thoughts about things. So, Dan, you and I, well, me, Carlos, and Dan, we didn't really get a chance to talk to you guys um, about the Raw that happened after WrestleMania. And I think it was, like, a big disappointment for both of us, and I think Carlos as well. There really wasn't a lot going on, you know? The only debut there was was the Viking Raiders. Not debut, but, like, you know, they were brought back. Return. Return. And, you know, it's... Like, we were expecting people like Becky Lynn, something like that, but... Even if they didn't do her, like, even an NXT call-up, you know, not that I want any of those guys to go up there because it's like they're cementing the grave, but I just, I don't get it, Dan. Like, why do you think, I guess I'm going to ask you, with all of this competition, you know, AEW, I know they don't look at Impact Wrestling, people don't really think of it, but they are a competition. They're letting loose a lot of these superstars, well, wrestlers, because I like to call them professional wrestlers, because that's what they are. Um, Entertainers, damn it. Yeah, okay, Vince. Um, By the way, speaking of Vince, and I'm going to get back to this topic, there's a picture of him on Instagram that somebody posted, and he literally has, like, a painting of himself. So, (laughs) he has, like, this... I have a photo of Vince McMahon saying, such good shit. Yeah, he's fucking, like, he, I, I like Vince, but, like, at the same token, he's old. He needs to step down. Like, I appreciate all that he's done for the business, and I do think he, at a time, was smart, but now I think he's just getting very, like... You think he, he kind of made the business of what it is today. hmm But what do you think, Dan, though? Like, why do you think... I know Carlos really believes that sometimes the product isn't so good because right now we're in the COVID era, but why do you think... It's almost as if they're ignoring the fans because none of these fans, you know, we really, I keep, I, I have a lot of Facebook groups that I go on and a lot of the fans just say, remember when, and they were posting pictures of like when Brock Lesnar returned and F5'd, um, you know, Cena, when Paige defeated AJ Lee, you know, all these, you know, even though they weren't great or uh, Goldberg sparing The Rock, you know, all these important moments that happened after all, even back, like, way back, talking about, like, my young time, my young, when I was a kid. So why do you think we're in a different direction now? Um, I mean, there's a few reasons. Like, like Carlos, like you said, Carlos believes that uh, it could be a fact that we're in the COVID time, and, and that technically does play a big part in it, considering the fact that, um, you know, but not a lot of wrestlers are able to do it because because their fear of getting COVID or something like that, and that's very respectable. But there's also a few other things like um like way of direction in um what do you call it? The way of direction in like writing in terms like that stuff like they're not exactly doing it as they used to. It, it feels like they're losing their way that they used to. Like they're not 
heading in the same direction, which is very disappointing because they were doing such good slate. Sure, some of it didn't matter, sure, but they actually had good moments after WrestleMania, and the past few years have been lackluster, I guess you could say, because, like I said, they just, they're not exactly going in the right direction with the way they've been doing it in prior years, like, uh, like you said, Paige meeting AJ Lee, that was a huge moment, but they didn't give anything like that to us, like, it didn't even have, sure, we didn't get any big returns, but it would have been cool to at least see a big moment happen. Nothing really big happened. It just seemed like another episode of Raw. Okay. Like, nothing that made me actually want to tune in. Like, sure, he had a triple threat match. That's just an episode of Raw. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't see any reason on watching that. So it's like... <sighs> and the same thing happened... The same thing happened with SmackDown, too, though, because even SmackDown, you know, I remember after WrestleMania 28 and the Iconics debuted, you know, they took out Charlotte Flair. Like, the, even SmackDown had, like, moments after WrestleMania. And even, you know, Smack, so I, do you, you know what I think it is? I honestly think Vince knows that WWE is, has such a massive following that no matter what they do, people are going to watch, so why put in more of the effort and create good storylines when people are going to watch anyways? Well, also, another thing is, yeah, technically they have competition, AEW and all that, but Vince, like, like when WCW went against Monday Night Wars, they did everything to beat them. We all know Vince does best under pressure. Mm -hmm. And he's not under pressure as he used to be, like, Back in the day when, when this was not even that big of a company, yes, it was a big company, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as big as it used mm -hmm. to be. As it is now, yep. Like you said, they think they're so big now that they can't be knocked down from that mm -hmm. pedestal. Like you said, they move on, on your right, but what Vince needs is competition to mm -hmm. actually make him care on what's going on in the TV. Because right now, all he's doing is kind of writing it for himself. He doesn't care on what others want. He mm -hmm. wants what he wants. But back in the day, he wanted what the other people wanted because he was actually in touch with the fans. He's not in touch with them as he used to be at the same time. So, But also, do you think, though, that it's also a new wave of like writers and storytelling because even like the I was even looking at this like this is very random I was on Facebook too and like it had the different like stages from like 2001 like so they had like the Royal Rumble set they had and even the sets like I just feel like the whole entire product aside from Wrestlemania the sets are getting a bit better which I like but I just feel like the whole entire product has gone downhill and I don't know if it's because Obviously, there's an influx of new people. There's new CEOs. Like, all kinds of that stuff happens. They are a publicly traded business now. But I just I just don't see how... Well, another thing that you have to take into consideration is they can't do the stuff they used to do because it's all PG now. They want to be family-friendly. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing to do that, but they're more, they, they care more about what the investors think of them and what the fans think of them, because the mm -hmm. investors is what really brings in money for them. So that's yeah. a big reason on 
why it might be going downhill at least a little bit. Yeah, it, it it's sad, but and, you know, I, they can't they can't go showing poor guts and blood and everything like they used to do in like the Attitude Era. And stuff like I that. just here's just what I don't understand though. Even that, because even AEW, like, USA Network straight out sent a memo and said, we want to see more risque stuff. TNT, if you got, dude, I don't know if you saw this, but I recommend checking it out. Britt Baker versus Dunder Rosa. They had, they literally took out thumbtacks. And that was on TNT. And so the thing is that, like, you're right with the whole PG thing, but it's like, Vince, fucking drop your dick, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, little kids aren't going to care. Like, for example, my, unless, like, we are literally in a time where everyone's a pussy. Like, my mom, back in the day, like, yes, there are parts where, like, women would come on, but my mom would make me turn it off. Like, I didn't sit there and watch it. I remember... My mom was in the room when Triple H tried to have sex with Katie Vick, and my mom was like, turn this off, and was freaking out. But but I kept watching it. You know, you can't, like, like cater to one group, because what about your other group, you know? And it's just, like, those adults like me who remember those times were going to go to AEW, and although it's not the same competition and the same wrestlers, they're doing similar stuff to the Attitude Era, and you miss that, and, and Vince is going to need to really think about that, because, you know, the company is now in its third year, and... You well, also, you got to think about this. Vince's man said this himself. We've moved on. We've graduated from that gory crap that AEW does. He said that himself. Yeah, well, you know what? Apparently, apparently, we know that Vince does not want that shit anymore. Because yeah, Vince couldn't handle it. He was too busy having his bloody head shoved up the Big Show's ass in 2006, where it probably still is. I remember that. That was an hour somehow. Yeah. Between them and DX. Okay, so we got that. Two more comments really quick. Peacock can go fuck themselves. I have been trying to watch wrestling, but they've gotten rid of all of NXT. They only have 2017 and up, so I can't watch any of, like, pay-per-view shows, anything before 2017. Sunday Night Heat is gone. Some episodes of Raw are missing. And I'm just really fucking pissed. So, Peacock, go fuck yourself. Vince McMahon, go fuck yourself, even though I know you already do. Because Linda ain't giving you none. Um, so there's that. And then the third thing is, so Mickey James tweeted a picture. Let me see if I can find it so I can just give you like actual verbatim what she said um, about it. It's really fucked up in my opinion, but I want to get your take on it. So Mickey James tweeted a picture and she goes, Dear Vince McMahon, I'm not sure if you are aware, I did receive my WWE care package today. Thank you. Always blessed and grateful, women's wrestling matters with a kiss. Now, here is what happened. Basically, they gave her a garbage bag filled with all of her stuff from like her drawer. And it said Mickey on it. They put all of her stuff in like a garbage bag. And wow. so, Gail Kimro, is this from your draw? Do they still do that? And Mickey responded with a yup gif. 
Um, she says, "It's yep, it did came in the the bag came inside of a box." Um, what is it? Oh, I forgot. I still have a PWT store for the merch they were too scared to make. I think they're having Earth Day sale today. You're welcome, Milf Money. So Mickey is very upset about this. I mean, Woody, and then there's there's also she tweets a picture of Mickey of the Simpsons, and it's a it's a scene, and the scene says, "So that's it after twenty years. So long, good luck." And then the boss says to Homer, I don't recall saying good luck. So they're they're coming at him, you know. I mean, and a lot of people are very upset with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce's firing. A lot of them. They're saying that the locker room won't be the same. And, you know, there's just brighter things ahead for those other pro wrestlers that were fired. But what do you think of WWE handling it this way? Do you think that, like, okay, they didn't have another bag, they just put it in there? Or do you think that they should have handled it differently? Well, I mean, there's two ways to look at this. Either one, they did this to, like, they, like I don't know why they sent the guy to like that. It's a little fucked up. But, um, if you're going to do it, at least be respectful with the person's belongings and maybe, like, give it to them personally or let them grab it themselves. Don't, mm-hmm. don't do it the way they did that because that's, that's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of crossing a line. And she right? made him a lot of money for a long time. Yeah, she was she was one of her his biggest superstars for years. Mm-hmm. But and they just said goodbye. You'll see her in the ring no. again. You'll see her fighting again. She'll be yeah, in it. They don't know how to they don't know how to give love to superstars that technically gave them a lot of money, but they don't yeah. know how to show their appreciation for it. Like, uh, Shawn Michaels, he did that for years and years and years, and they showed him respect and love. They gave him a retirement match against the Undertaker, which he wanted. But then again, Mickey James, who did it for years and years, like Shawn Michaels did, not as long, but mm-hmm. he did it. And, you know, they, they just don't treat her with the same royalties as, like, they did do with, like, with Leo, Leo was mm-hmm. a big superstar for Vince, and you know she, they still show love and kindness to her, but they they, they just don't do it to superstars anymore, and, and it's very disrespectful, especially for people who worked in the early two thousands mm-hmm. when they didn't even know how to work. Like they were divas at that time. They mm-hmm. were with those were divas, I guess you could say, which is really disrespectful in the first place. So. I think that's fucked up, and I don't think they should have done it like that. I think if they're going to do it, it'll just be a little bit respectful. Let them go grab their belongings or something like that. I don't know, but I know I would have done it in a different way than that. Yes. I know that for sure. I would, too. Let's go right into Raw now. So, again, we're covering April 19th. We start off with Drew McIntyre. He comes out to the ring, and he claims that MVP was behind the attack from Mason T-Bar last week. MVP comes down and he says that he didn't hire them because Bobby Lashley can beat him, them already, can beat Drew McIntyre already. That's when T-Bar and Mace attack Drew McIntyre from behind and they hit him with a double choke slam and MVP stares at Drew McIntyre and then T-Bar basically says that <laughs> Drew McIntyre is a saber-toothed tiger 
is extinct, extinct just like Drew McIntyre. So what do you think of this whole T-Bar and Mace taking on Drew McIntyre? It's certainly an interesting angle. I mean, I don't get where it'll pay off, but I mean, we will certainly have to wait and find out, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk more about that when the match happens later on tonight. So then Drew McIntyre goes up to Adam Pearce, and he requests to have a match against uh, T-Bar and Mace. I keep forgetting their names. <laughs> um, and Adam Pearce is like, fine, but you need to find a attacking partner. Then we have former members of the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, who are now probably going to be jobbers, taking on the Viking Raiders. There's a cool moment where Cedric hit a cool flying DT. Ivar ran into Shelton Benjamin outside of the ring near the guard railing, and then they hit their Viking experience mover to Cedric to get the win. What do you think of the Viking Raiders? They're on a winning streak. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like the Viking Raiders and everything. I don't get why they just randomly put them against Cedric Alexander and, and uh, Sean Benjamin and made them lose, but whatever. Teach their own, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a strange pairing. But Now, speaking of strange, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a promo going out with Randy Orton backstage and Matt Riddle. But there's this really weird lady, and she's not supposed to be in the shot, and she keeps, like, just standing there. And you can, like, clearly see her in the background, like, on her phone. And she's just, like, in the background, just, like, with her back turned to the camera, and she's just, like, sitting there. And I'm like, yo, that lady got fired tonight. Because I'm like, who is this lady just chilling in the background? She totally distracted me from this. But, um... It could have just been a, um... A production number, you never know. Yeah, no, that's who it was, but I just find it funny that, like, she didn't realize that she was on camera, because it was, a, like, she was on for the whole segment, and it was, like, probably, like, a three, four-minute promo that they had with each other, and she just, stand, and, like, at first, she, like, kneels to kind of, like, hide, but then she's, like, fuck it, and she just stands there, and she's, like, I'm here, but it was, it was kind of strange, but basically, real ass Randy Orton if he could team with him and Orton's like no but we'll fight tonight next Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring and she says everyone continues to talk about her and she's beaten both Asuka and Rhea Ripley then Asuka comes down and immediately Rhea comes down too and Rhea says that Asuka is going to beat Charlotte Flair Asuka tries to talk to Charlotte Charlotte keeps yelling at her to stop talking and like nope and then Asuka tells her she will beat her Bitch, as soon as she calls Asuka Shreve, calls Charlotte a bitch. What do you think of Charlotte Flair now, this uh, role? And it looks as if we're going to see Rhea versus Asuka versus Charlotte. I mean, they could have done this for Mania. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to feel about it exactly yet. I mean, you know, the entire time somebody going for my girl Ripley, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's your lady friend. Again, we'll have to 
wait and see where this goes. Yeah, and also, um, something I noticed here is, I, and this is a rumor that I heard that supposedly Charlotte Flair, the reason why she was kept off of WrestleMania was because she was punished for Andrade leaving. Wow. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's which is really fucked up because it's like you know what, Man, you're a real piece of shit because you know what like people can live their life you know like yeah, not everybody can get it to you that she left. it was definitely Vince's fault because he because they weren't using them at all mm-hmm. he was, was backstage it was for him to, move, to leave because I mean they weren't using him at all he needs to do something mm-hmm. but yeah. I do I do like this character of Charlotte because at this point, like, she's already done so much that really she's, she's that last boss that you need to be to sort of claim yourself in the women's division in WWE, I feel like. Because she's already done everything that's just kind of like, what else is there for her to do? So I feel like she is going to be that person that every woman steps up to on the Raw roster at least now, there is is a lot of competition that will be coming up in a couple of years. Io Shirai, um, Raquel, all these people, just to name a few of the women coming up. So Charlotte Flair will have some new competition, but right now I do like this character of her just being like, "This is my ring. Like I've already beat everybody. I don't want to listen to anybody. I'm gonna beat everyone." But I th- we'll see what happens there because WWE can only and I do like the I do like I don't know if this was two weeks ago or or this past Monday, but sh- I did like how she referenced Lacey Evans and was like it's not my fault that Lacey Wang got pregnant, you know and I love that she said that because it's like the, yeah it's true like she was kept out of storylines because of shitty fucking Lacey Evans and I said that I was like you know not not that she's shitty I like Lacey Evans I really do as a ring performer I mean shitty in the sense of like. She's pregnant, so it's like they that whole storyline was pointless, you know. But we'll see, and that's what I like that she's frustrated. Next, we have Riddle taking on Randy Orton. This is this was a very decent match. It was kind of brutal. Randy hit a lot of cool moves, like a running, or it was actually Riddle. Sorry, Riddle hit a cool move, like a running Broton. Randy hit his suplex off, superplex off the top rope. I got my notes here. RKO hits a DDT, and then Randy Orton goes for an RKO, but Riddle rolls up, rolls up Orton for the win, and that's that match. So, what do you think of Riddle beating Orton tonight? I mean, it's certainly a way to build up momentum for him to possibly go after the U.S. title again. Yeah, I really do think he should go after again because he didn't have a long reign at all. I think he should have had more of a chance with the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched many of Mavrudal's matches, but he does impress me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. when I've seen on, from him on the main roster, he's really impressed me in the ring and everything. So I think he deserves to go and get another shot on the title. I mean, yeah, it's weird about Riddle because he's one of those characters, he's one of those wrestlers that, like, you see, and you're like, eh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. And then when you do see what he does, you're like, okay, because I remember feeling that way at when I went to TakeOver and he fought Roger Strong. And I was like, eh, 
I don't know how into this match I'm going to be, and it was a fucking phenomenal match. So, yeah, he is like that. But, yeah. I mean, he just don't think you're going to be okay with him, and then he really does surprise you with mm-hmm. how good he is in the ring. Yeah, he's very good in the ring. Very, very good. Next, we see Sheamus with Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce basically tells Sheamus that he should have an open challenge for his WWE US Championship. Next, we have the Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, taking on Naomi and Lana. During the match, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke came down, and they show Nia video from last week of Mandy slapping her. Nia getting pushed into, like, the frigging, I don't know what it was, it was like a table backstage or something, and then Nia purposefully tripping, coming into the ring, and then Nia goes after Mandy and Dana, they run off, and that's when Naomi and Lana hit a double face buster to Shayna Baylor for the win. Now, a couple comments here. I'm missing the time when Shayna Baszler just dominated everybody. You're having Lana and Naomi beat her. Now, no offense to Naomi. I love Naomi. I'm talking about Lana. Lana, there is no way could ever take on Shayna Baszler. I just feel like they're not being believable anymore. Um, I don't get... I mean, like, I remember when, I remember when, like, uh, like Survivor Series where Lana was bullied by everybody. And she was the last person to be on the Survivor Series team because she did nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like, that was the whole thing. And it's like, that's her whole character. She does nothing. And it's like, she embraces it. And I'd be like, yo, this sucks. But, but you know, I mean, we're definitely going to see... It looks as if we're going to see Mandy and Shayna against... Uh, I'm sorry, Mandy and Dana against Shayna and Nia at back, WrestleMania Backlash. But, Which again, I think it's the stupidest fucking name for a pay-per-view. I know. I keep calling it Backlash, but I keep forgetting it's not Backlash anymore. It's WrestleMania. WrestleMania. It's almost as bad as Great Balls of Fire. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Pay-per-view. We're all trying to forget. It was a good pay-per-view, but I mean the name. So, next... You can't save anything from that name. I'm sorry, but you can. No. Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. Balls of Fire. When I heard about that, I was like, wait a minute, they're really, I thought it was a joke, and Michael Cole, great balls of fire, I was like, okay, Michael Cole, he's excited, so, um, I was just like, wow, they're really doing this crap, wow, so crazy, man, so craziness, so next, my favorite time, seeing Maddie's Ms. TV with his wife, Mary's, and basically, they trash Damian Priest, and they celebrate Miz and Mrs. Damian Priest comes down, and he challenges the Miz. Maryse gets offended and throws champagne in Damian's face, and we're going to see the Miz versus Damian Priest later on tonight. So what did you think of the segment? It seems like the rivalry with the Miz and Damian Priest is going to continue. I mean... I will say what they where was John Morrison in this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I did like the pairing of Miz and Maurice. Don't get me wrong. That was great. Damn. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> what? No, I'm like, damn, don't start with Maurice. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but no, don't get me wrong. I, I did love the, like, the stuff they did in 2016, that, 2016, 2017, all that stuff they did. They, they really are a good couple, especially, especially in the ring, because, you know, 
Cheats for a little bit. That doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. No, listen, she does, you know, but that, you know, you got to do what you got to take to win. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's not cheating if you don't get caught, but, you know. That's right. Um, But, yeah, I I like them in the ring and everything. I think they're good, but I really, I would love to see one thing. I would love to see him, John Morrison, and Maurice. I would love to see that. That'd be pretty cool to see all of them together. I don't know what it is. That would be really cool. Um, I'm not exactly excited for this whole thing to continue. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm kind of glad Bad Bunny's out of this, because at least now, at least now they're leaving it to actual wrestlers. Like I said, Bad Bunny's a good wrestler. <laughs> Dan's a hater. But again, I'm glad they're leaving it to the professionals in this one. I don't have to deal with the celebrity crap until next year's WrestleMania, thank God. Well, let me tell you, Dan, I'm on the other side. Bad Bunny kicks some ass, but I do hear you, but I do think he can kick ass. But I do hear you, Dan. I do hear you. It's time to get the... Yeah, yeah no, we'll see. I am just happy with Mandy's. Yeah, it's just like, get the hell out now. I, I do like Damian Priest. He's good. I think he should have a feud. I don't get why he'd go after who he is. Still, I mean, why? After WrestleMania, isn't all his feud supposed to be done or something like that? Well, I think because they're being lazy with this whole WrestleMania backlash that they're just literally using the same matches from WrestleMania. Because even on SmackDown, which we'll do a recap last week, Seth Rollins came out and attacked Cesaro. So... The storylines are just continuing. Like, they're just doing the same stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it just looks as if this is going to uh, be like... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, and we are back after that ad. Yes, we are everywhere. So make sure you follow us on all the social media. And also, check out Anchor as they do have a lot of great supports for podcasters. But yes, we were talking about Miz and Maris, how, you know, we're not really interested in the whole Damian Priest-Miz angle. It looks as if they're being pretty lazy with the storylines, and it just seems like we're in just pretty much time off for the writers, because they're just going to put everything in, and then it looks like May, we'll start seeing new things come on. But yeah, this usually happens after WrestleMania, you know, lately. Yeah, I mean... I feel they should really try and do new feuds after WrestleMania. They're not trying to go like, okay, after this, we'll start getting into summer feuds. You don't want to see that? I don't want to see the peak ass now. I don't want to see that bullshit later. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I I totally agree. Um, It's just, they just are very, very lazy, it just seems like. But yeah, next... We have Elias taking on Kofi Kingston. Elias does defeat Kofi Kingston with an elbow drop. Not much to say here. I mean, it was just it was a basic match. A lot of people were surprised with Elias winning, but I just truly didn't really care. I'm not gonna lie. The only cool thing was Xavier Woods playing the guitar. Did you see that he was playing? I think it was the bass, and he was doing Stone Cold's theme song. But that was it. That was the only good thing about it. Next, Alexa Bliss is backstage, and she talks about how Lily has always been a part of her life, and you see pictures of her when she's younger with the doll, and um, basically she says that that Lily's been with her forever, and whenever 
you know, people were mean to her, Lily would defend her, and that Lily doesn't like the Fiend, and Lily doesn't like everybody else. And then we see the this weird little Lily laugh, and then the thing snaps. Um, what do you think of this, of Lily? So if they're going for a whole angle where Alexa Bliss is kind of turning on the fiend, why is she still trying to be creepy? Well, she's her character is is that the storyline now is that it's almost like this demonic presence has always been with her since she was little. And I guess I know it. I listen. I know there are a lot of gaps. I'm just trying to explain what they want us to understand i guess is that she's had the doll since she was little the doll is very demonic it possesses her and i'm guessing she was able to control it and repress it until she met the fiend who kind of like triggered that dark freaking demon i guess again and now the demon doesn't like the fiend doesn't like anybody else and is just ready to take over so basically the the storyline is like this demon is the number one bad demon pretty much it's a i i, I just i'm I guessing it's a demon i don't know i'm just get that's the only sort of way i comprehend it unless the doll is like saw you know like i i don't really know another way to describe what is happening because <laughs> you know? it's really strange I, mean, I, I, I guess we have to watch to find out exactly what's happening but See, I think that the thing is, I feel like I agree with you. I feel like they think that fans are able to like put two and two together, but you can't think that way because you need to explain everything, you know, like not every, because see, the only reason why I'm coming up with that is because like, I like a lot of those weird demonic shit. And so I'm, yeah, like, I, I like it. I'm not saying I, I hate it. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I, I totally, like, I, I think Alexa Bliss is creepy. It's cool. Like it's something different than her old, uh, gimmick of I'm the, I'm the goddess and everything. It's something different. And I like that, but. I gotta understand this to like yeah. it even more. Yeah. I'm almost thinking of it, you know what it kind of reminds me of? You ever see the movie Insidious? No. Okay, well, in this movie, I won't give anything, well, I don't want to give anything away. I'll give you a little bit away in case you see it. It's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. There's this little boy, and pretty much this demon is always with him, and he doesn't know it. Until there's a picture taken, and then he sees the demon in the background. It's it's pretty popular. It's a scene that the the father standing there, and this like red face looking demon pops up behind him, and pretty much they attach onto your soul, and they like they'll hold you, and like it's like the demon's possessing you in that moment. And so I guess that's the only sort of thing I can. And then I think about like the Annabelle doll. I'm like, okay, maybe it's supposed to be like that, where Lily is a possessive doll. You know, like I don't know. It's very strange. But oh, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, and, and that would be cool. I I get that, but I really wish they went into more context with yeah. this. Yeah. Well, hopefully they will. 
hopefully like they'll they'll do it but yes there's yeah. really not much to go here right now i am excited i'm excited to see where this is going mm-hmm. but like at the same time i wish they would just explain it you know a bit I mean, more it's been two weeks you've had enough time to explain it yeah you know i i agree we'll see what happens Next, we see Angel Garza just flirting with Nia Jax backstage. I'm not trying to be mean, but not a lot of these people would want her. And it's not because of her looks at all. It's just because, like, you just don't see Nia Jax as a per. Like, it's almost like they're making fun of her, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you really know Angel Garza would not be into Nia Jax. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, now all these guys are going to want her. No, I know that this even happened back in 1995 with Harvey Whippleman and Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye was this big, nasty woman, and Harvey Whippleman was this small guy that was in love with her, kind of like James Ellsworth and Carmella. Like they always do this. The the well, the. Let's talk about that. I was referencing the first time this doesn't happen. They're doing this with uh, Nia Jax. Oh so yes, they did it. this. Yeah, with Reginald. I I wasn't also referencing. I was referencing back in like 2017 when they did this with Enzo Amore. I don't even remember that. That's funny that you remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that because I was just like, wow, you know this is so untrue. But yeah, it, they did this with Enzo and everything. Mm, so they're just re, redoing storylines. They're storyline. doing this all the time. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, we know they're not going to go after them. Like, why mm-hmm. do it? So stupid. Next, we see Drew McIntyre against T-Bar and Mace. This match ends up in a disqualification because T-Bar and Mace keep continue beating up on Drew McIntyre. Braun Strowman runs down, and now it's a tag team match. And then T-Bar and Mace defeat Drew and Braun by DQ because Braun and Drew take off um, T-Bar and Mace's mask, and they continue beating up on them. And now it looks like T-Bar and Mace are maskless. Maybe they'll go back to Dominic Dijakovic, and um, I forgot what his name was, but yeah. Yeah. So, what'd you think? I mean, it was decent, mm-hmm. decent match and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not too much I can say about it, to be honest. Yeah, just two big dudes. It was just yeah, just four big dudes, really. Next, we got Damian Priest in the Miz with Miz. Of course, Miz has Mid-East with him. Damian Priest gets the win after it hit the lights. You know, kind of it, really nothing there. Then, I mean, if you have anything to say, it's okay if you don't, because there's really not much to talk about there. It was just the basic match. Yeah. Next, we got Sheamus. He's getting ready for his open challenge. Umberto Carrillo comes down, and Sheamus just beats up on him, and they don't even have a match. He just destroys Umberto, so... That's Sheamus's U.S. title hunt, well, title challenge, I guess, open challenge thing. And then we come to our main event, Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair, and it was a good match. The ending happened when Charlotte got distracted by Rhea Ripley. Charlotte tries to pull Rhea in the ring. Asuka then kicks her in the face and then hits Charlotte with a bull. Actually backslides Charlotte, so quick for a pinfall, and Asuka gets the win. After the match, Charlotte Flair just attacks the referees and just annihilates him. And yeah, that was it for Raw. We ended with Charlotte leaving the ring with, like, you know. That's a, a very interesting way to end it. I mean, mm-hmm. the girl that you're trying to portray is the baddest woman, at least right now, at least, is losing to the girl that lost the women's title. So, I mean, that's an interesting way to end off Raw. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, kind of like totally, you know, I changing. Mean, just destroy what she was bragging about earlier. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And now maybe that will fuel her anger, though, going into next week and into WrestleMania backlash. That. Plus, if you think about it, if, if Charlotte beat Asuka, then technically that would only drive her more to beat her, you know? Mm hmm. And that'd be the second time she loses to her. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot, a lot going on here, but yeah, I mean, that was really it for Raw, not a lot going on, you know, we know that Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley are going to fight at WrestleMania Backlash, that's really it, there's really nothing else to talk about, <laughs> I feel bad, but like, that was it. It wasn't a very uh, good show, I'm yeah, sure. It definitely wasn't, NXT was good this week. SmackDown was good last week. I enjoyed it, actually. My grandmother was watching it, and she's a big fan of Roman Reigns. Just She's 93, too, just so everybody knows. She's a big fan. I find it funny because, um, hey, I've said this before, so I'm saying it again. My mother is a very, um, prejudiced, not for um, Selective. She's very selective with her, yeah, uh. she's very selective of who she likes. Yeah. She's like Roman Reigns for the longest time. And uh, it's funny because whenever she, whenever a Uso comes out, she's always like, "Oh, it's that Uso boy." Oh my gosh! Yeah, like she's eighty like, something years like, old. Yeah, it's like wow. Oh my yeah. god, they have a freaking, they have beards for God's sake. They're not boys; they're men. Yeah. My grandmother is like that, too. She goes, oh, my God, the girls are so bitches. They're so nasty. I'm like, Graham, relax. Gosh. Well, the thing is, because my mom doesn't know wrestling that much, like her favorite wrestler is Triple H or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but uh, she doesn't know much about it. You know, she she's watched a few times with us, but not much to know everything. Yeah. Like you, I do because life went bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she makes her decision on the outfits, like, cause she doesn't like, um, Matt Riddle because he wears, cause he doesn't wear shoes, he calls it stupid for doing that. Oh, gosh. She likes Joe Morrison because of his sparkly pants. Mm. She, she hates Oscar cause she looks like she has crap on her face after eating dinner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love, I love the takes. I, what's your mom's it, name? It's very funny, like, I can't help but laugh at all. What is your mom's name? Uh, Helen. Helen? Helen. Okay, so we'll have to do a segment called Helen Takes, and you'll have to let us know what happens uh, during the pay-per-views. I, I definitely would have to do that, yes. All right, well, well like, go ahead. I, remember very, I, I, I very vividly remember this. Uh, TLC, when Roman Reigns went against Kevin Owens, she loved Kevin Owens, but she also liked Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, poor Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Like, she wouldn't go for anybody. She's like, all those boys. I like KO. He, Helen is a fan, too. I like that. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny because my brother, he just likes the heels. Because, he, he, like, he, like, he used to love Kevin Owens. Now mm -hmm. he calls him a whip, and now he loves Roman Reigns. But a year ago, he called him a crybaby. Mm-hmm. So whenever a bad guy turns the face, you don't like him. Whenever a face turns into a heel, he likes you know? them. Oh, so he's like he's a heel fan. I, I don't get. I have a very weird family. No, you don't. All families are nuts. But we definitely got to hear Helen takes Helen's takes from now on. But Dan, thank you for. Yes, we'll hear. Thank you for joining me again, Dan, and thank you everyone for listening. 
Um, Raw wasn't too great, but we will definitely be back with NXT and for NXT SmackDown. And, of course, next week we'll be back with our next Monday Night Raw recap. Stay safe, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.